What's up, podcast listeners? It's Nate Russell. I'm here to tell you about another podcast on this UCB Comedy Podcast Network, my show, the UCB Digital Podcast. I bring on writers, directors, editors, actors, producers, and get the inside scoop on what's happening in the world of comedy filmmaking. It's like a fancy Hollywood networking party, but instead of having to actually socialize, you just sit back and put your headphones on. There's new episodes every single Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast, a podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. We are back, baby. I'm your host, the host with the most, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, Donsky Blackamora, the modern-day goof Haraja, coming at you live in studio on a weekend where WWE... A week where WWE gave me my Sunday. I had my Sunday. I had a nice free Sunday, and then I got to watch wrestling on Monday, which was cool. Anyway, look, as always, I'm joined by a bunch of jabronis. Uh, remember, give this podcast five stars. We deserve it. This is a five-star podcast. I don't have to keep saying that. Tell your friends who like wrestling about this podcast. Tell them to listen in. They're going to love it. We're having fun. We're doing it here now. <laughs> anyway, returning to the podcast... With a different aura, a di- completely different vibe, back from Burning Man, mm-hmm. is the artist formerly known as Nasty Newman. Yes, uh, I am. Uh, <clears throat> I was at Burning Man for ten days. Yeah, man. I uh, I've been transformed in the in the fires of of the Burning Man, and uh, this is New Age Newman you're talking to. Namaste. Wait, what? you're. Ch- I namaste. Namaste. I realize. Are you the one of the biggest jerks I know saying namaste? Uh, look, if I've come across as a jerk in the past, it was because I was operating out of a place of fear, like a lot of uh, our listeners are. Well, you were very, before this. You have tattoos, right? So you're emo. Mm-hmm. That's your whole thing. You're like an emo guy. I may have if I if I present myself as emo to you, uh, that may be me sort of projecting uh, some like self preservation of my ego. And uh, I'm working on breaking that down so that I can recognize the divine within. Namaste. Is this a gimmick? Is this a mm-hmm. work? Oh no, this is uh, this is how I am now. I'm. I realized. Well, that you do you want to maybe apologize for your behavior over the past summer? This I would, summer, I would love. To, I would love to, and I want to thank you for uh, giving me, uh, providing me the space to do so. Uh, and uh, yeah. sounds like you're not saying sorry. Sounds like you're dancing around it. Saying that I offered you the space. You commandeered my podcast when mm. I was on my honeymoon in mm. July. That's true. You came on. You called the podcast the Newman World Order. You That's made true. it turn into the old NWO. Talked about how I'm a bad host mm. and how I don't cover enough NXT. And NXT is the only wrestling. Mm-hmm. And now you're sitting here. You're calm as a, I don't know, pencil. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, pencils are calm. They, they are. They worked don't, up. They don't move. And yeah. now you won't even say directly, look in my eyes and say, I'm sorry for the way I acted. Look, I think that uh, you see, you're already not saying it. I think that. I mean, I feel like this is Dan's fault for going on a honeymoon. All right, well, you know what? We're gonna get back to you. Sure. Um, uh, like to introduce our guest, uh, uh, returning guest to the show, hilarious dude, Joey Clift. 
Yeah, that's right. I'm Joey Clift. I think professional wrestling is real. I'm the general of the nation of Mark Nation. Yeah. yeah, you're the that you call yourself that. You call yourself the. I noticed that uh, that you you call yourself the head of the nation of Mark Nation. Ah, uh, that's right. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what my title is. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. That's a power. That's a powerful place to be, and I I respect that. Oh, thanks, Alex. You're I welcome. like this guy. Okay, guys, look. Let's talk about wrestling. Newman, I mean, you went to Burning Man. Mm -hmm. What about wrestling? Did you watch it there? No, I didn't. I wasn't able to watch wrestling. That's ridiculous. I was able to wrestle, though. I did perform in a Lucha Libre match uh, at a camp in Burning Man. What? Yeah, this is a true story. I uh, went out. One of the nights that I went out, I wore my Lucha mask. I have a Sin Cara mask that I wear. Sin Cara? Sin Cara. Without face. Yeah, without a faceless, yeah. And um, I was at a, a camp called Miso Horny where they give you miso soup. That's like their thing. Okay, and, uh, I, don't, I don't like that. There's a guy a guy there. He saw me, and he's he's like, I'm running the Lucha show tomorrow night. Come back, perform. So I did. I, I, I had a Lucha Libre match at, at Burning Man. <laughs> Wait, did you have like a move? Did you do wrestling maneuvers? Yeah, I did lose uh, I did, uh, immediately. Um, uh, but I did work. I worked the crowd. I got them to boo me. And then when I lost, they were happy because I was a jerk. And that's when I realized that I've been operating out of a place of fear. Uh, this entire time. Wait, so question. Mm -hmm. There's professional wrestling outside of WWE? Well, it's not necessarily professional. So okay. it's sort of like, uh, it's just, you know, it's fans like, right. like us who yeah. are trying to uh, put it put on this spectacle, but it is by no means a sanctioned as professional as WWE. You got to understand, Joey Cliff is a full-on mark. Mm -hmm. He only thinks, the only product, right. he thinks the only wrestling that goes on is WWE. I mean, the only wrestling that goes on is WWE. Okay, see, this is like a kid if it's, you know, the Santa Claus is real situation. Oh, right. Okay. What what do you, what are your views on Santa? Uh I I mean, he's real, right? <laughs> yeah, he is real. You know what? He is real. Oh, hey, that's good. Joey, why don't you tell everyone about the book that you wrote? Okay, so um so uh uh I didn't write this book. Uh, the authors of Pain wrote this book. Oh, right. The uh, book yeah. that you uh, <laughs> you uh, sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, You're the yeah, sponsor, yeah. right? The publisher. Yeah, let's figure out how we dance around the character logic of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, so I thought it was really funny that there was a tag team called The Authors of Pain, and they haven't written a book called Pain. So um, I got uh, a bunch of my comedians, comedian friends together, and we reached out to the authors, authors of Pain, and they're all really good writers. You can just tell by looking at them. Yeah. They definitely like know their way around mm -hmm. a pen. Yeah. And um, we worked together with them, and we like helped develop this book for them. And it's uh, it's available on uh, Amazon Kindle for ninety nine cents. You can find it uh, for free on SuperCollaterPress.com. Oh, I like that. And oh uh, yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, just an announcement for this show. Now it's available on paperback for three ninety nine. Uh, so uh, that's pretty exciting. That's a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like so the that's authors like a, of pain. They wrote it. Yeah, the authors that's of pain incredible. wrote this book. The first poem is called "I Cry When Daddy Calls Me Hawk," and it's just a really like a really emotional journey for them. Mm. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. They have another one. Uh, it's like what is it like? How by Howl by Allen Ginsberg by the authors of pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very you know. It's just like they're. They're the literary geniuses of our generation, you know? Yeah, well, they wrote pain. Yeah, they, they wrote, wrote pain. Else, yeah. yeah, they wrote the book they pain. They wrote pain. They're the what, authors of pain. What, what Why else? would the WWE name them that if they didn't write a book called pain? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that tracks. We all understand that. Exactly. And that makes you the publisher of pain? Yeah. So like <laughs> I like to think of myself as like I mean, like Paul Ellering published it, because like, you know, what else? he's he's the guy following him around, they're the authors. You assume that he's their publisher or the right. writer, right? Right, yeah. right, right. That's yeah. what I would think, but what, yeah. he's not? Well, no, like he did it. I was just like, you know, like the equivalent of like an, a development exec with TV. Like, right. you know, like we went on a couple of like writing workshops. I like, I gave him like notes on a couple of things sometimes because I'm a, I'm a pretty experienced poet, guys. You should mm. know that. Like, it's powerful. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they reached out to like Sherman Alexi, me, and uh, whoever the poet laureate of the United States is right now. And they uh, they had us, you know, help them just like put together yeah. just a really like a really heartfelt and honest book that just speaks to the human spirit you know yeah yeah I do, I yeah do. well i've heard about those guys is that they they wrestle their matches they immediately go in the back and start writing mm. oh yeah because once they inflict pain they need to write there there's inspiration immediately oh yeah they're they write they write like uh like razar has like a typewriter right. and like classic Occam. he's right. always pacing around and just like pitching out poetry lines right. and Occam is like oh slow down i gotta yeah. i gotta type this up on my my uh underwood typewriter i've heard about their dynamic too that rizar is he's more of the like grammar nerd you know he's oh like, yeah he's counting the haiku being like it's gotta be seven you know and then uh Occam is the other yeah. one right Occam's, yeah, he's Occam's kind of like, like more like art artsy right yeah he's the like he's, he's like, the like anything's poetry guys right whereas like the whereas rizar is like Rizar is just like no, it's got to be like three five three or whatever right. it is for haikus. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Now, I one one thing that inspired me from the book was the 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 last chapter of the book. Uh, could you describe or maybe I I think it would be, might be hard to read, but the could you uh, the last chapter? Okay, so the last chapter of the book. We all know that their finisher is called The Last, the last chapter. chapter. right. And the reason that it's called The Last Chapter is that the last chapter of the book is a picture of them doing their finisher. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The last chapter I saw was a picture of the last chapter. Yeah, you know, that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was particularly on the nose in a really inviting and clever, unique way. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that when, the, uh, when uh, the authors of Pain wrote that chapter, they were really on the top of their comedy yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have yeah. you seen the indie? Um, tag team, the authors of Jealousy. Have you seen their work? Uh, wait, indie, indie wrestling. Oh, right. You don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like fans. Oh it's yeah. Fans again. Oh, it's like oh, it's like yeah. fans wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've heard like PWG when just like random schmoes like do matches. Right. right no talents. Yeah, 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 yeah no yeah, talents. Yeah, yeah, just like jobbers. Right. Like, just like right, vanilla right. midgets. Right. Right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I hear like NJPW. There's a lot. Yeah. Of yeah. You've seen the authors too. of Jealousy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen the others of Jealousy. They never win a match because they they can never get they can never get along. Because if one's doing well, the other one wants to do well. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, like one of them, one of them's like careers. One of them like always gets the pin. Yeah, and the other one's like, I wish I got the pin. Right, right, right. And they so they start their system is they go for a six count where they both get three. <laughs> yeah, and most yeah. people are able to kick out by six. It's not really a yeah. good system. But honestly, like good for them for keeping somebody down for like five. That's like way more than you usually have to. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, anyway, you can get this book three ninety nine for the paperback. That seems like the bargain of it, right? Yeah. Then you have it. Yeah. And you can check is... out the, the last chapter specifically. You want to see that? Yeah. It's, it's, very a, it's a picture of it. Uh, maybe if you work for WWE and you're looking to sue, maybe don't sue me for using a picture <laughs> from your website. Now, I think that um, uh, I, I I think that, what would you call the last chapter as a move? I would call it a touch power bomb. Yeah, it's Did you like, call that a touch power bomb? Oh no, that's, that's the super collider. You're oh, thinking of. oh yeah, 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 that's yeah. the super collider. What's the which one's the last chapter? Last chapter, it's like a, 
It's a, a Russian leg sweep with a clothesline. Oh yeah, yeah, like it's a high low kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's the least cool move they do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do have to say, I, I read most of the poems in this book, and I was immediately moved from my crown chakra into my heart chakra. Right. You what? And I was I was drawn to tears. So it was it was very moving emotionally for me. Newman, this is worse than when you were just an ass. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, let's get into wrestling. You remember, this is a professional wrestling podcast. <laughs> Check out Joey Cliff's uh, uh, book. I don't know who I'm surrounded by today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's. Actually, uh, Alex, Alex helped go, ghostwrite it. He wrote. He ghostwrote one of the yes, poems. Yes, that's true. You, I, you worked with the authors of Pain in yeah. developing the idea. You yeah, did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I Which worked, one did you write? It's called. Uh, it's called Pain. Uh, P A. I Y N E. Yeah, I did. I noticed that that there's a lot of poems in there that are pain, just spelled, you know, phonetically weird. And hey, hey, I mean, you know, I'm not going to question their genius. Yeah, Yeah, I just kind of, I kind of just coach them through. It's kind of like a a stream of consciousness uh, poem, as I, you know, yeah. Help them connect again, like with with the divine within, so they can realize their true identity. As. Can you give us a little a little bit of it? Sure, I would love to read it. I mean, if uh, Joey can pull it up. Uh, okay, so uh, I am pulling this up. On it's my... a short one, so I think we can get we can get through. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think we. You know, poems are generally pretty short. Yeah. Except for maybe like, is the Odyssey technically a poem? Yeah. That whole book. Yeah, the whole. That's why it was so annoying and hard to read. Okay. There we go. All right, may I? Cool. All right, so this is Pain. This is Pain by the Authors of Pain. By the Authors of Pain. Okay. Pain comes in many forms. Pain, 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 pain. Back pain when you bend. Thomas Pain is not your friend. Window pain can't defend. Pain air conditioners keep you cool. T-Pain, hip-hop trend, a traditional fool. Pain is the only God. Pain you feel. Break the pain. Make it real. Pain in times that try men's souls. Tea pain with rhymes that are cold. Cold pain air conditioning, millions sold. Pain, 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 pain. Wow. I mean, uh, it was a moving experience. That was, uh, I didn't expect to feel the way that I do. It's good that you're, yeah. So that, that, that there, that is you moving from your crown chakra into your heart chakra. Yeah, I mean, I heard that and then. It felt like everything in my life was, you know, like. I mean, there's also. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also. Shall I compare thee to a summer's pain? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get some of the titles. Get some of the titles. Just see, let's entice people on this piece. You know, I thought we were going to talk about this for a second, but I'm so, I'm so moved. This took you know so I mean? much work. This was a month of work, by the way. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's so see. So this is what a sold-out bars um, case looks like. There's, uh, let's see, let me go to that. Um, there's uh, authors of pain, co-authors in life, about how they work together. Oh. Uh, there's uh, Virginia Woolf had a great finisher, uh, which I think was pretty good. Um, there's a, a poem about their vest called "My Vest Has Many Pockets." <laughs> uh, let's see. You know, Reigns has a similar poem i've seen him him it's my vest has uh, no pockets <laughs> yeah it has no and pockets also says my vest has no purpose no no pockets in a big patch <laughs> yeah uh let's see uh there's uh there's a, a rewriting of green eggs and ham called break legs and slam <laughs> uh let's see uh there's of course there's like five poems that are about paul ellering <laughs> yeah, yeah well uh, he's their muse you know yeah, yeah uh, he's their he's he's their dad 
Like they, it's like they, they really are inconsistent over the course of the book in describing what their relationship yeah. is to Pollering. Yeah. Sometimes they say he's their uncle. Sometimes they say he's their dad. Sometimes they say yeah. he's their editor. Uh, I think he's all of those things. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, human relationships can be can yeah. be hard to define sometimes. I think. Uh, okay. Relax. <laughs> anyway, let's go, let's move it on. All right, everybody, let's get into the let's get into pro wrestling. Check out that book. All right. A lot, a lot to get into. Uh, I think maybe the first thing we should discuss is JBL leaving mm. the the announce booth. That seems a little suspect to me. Did they say why he left? They said he's stepping away to spend more time on his charity. Oh. Um, it just you know it's hard to fully think that that's why because right. of that stuff that happened with Moro that you're like ooh I don't you know. I don't know. But then at the same time, it makes sense for anyone to get burnt out at any time. So I don't necessarily, I think a lot of people were just like, yep, this is what happened. Like they were just waiting out until it was laying low until after SummerSlam. And then like, let's get rid of him because he's culture, blah, blah, blah. I don't think, I think he might have just actually went. I think it was pretty abrupt. But have they ever announced that an announcer was going to leave? Uh, I mean, uh, I think so. I think that they've like they've announced like they said like like I don't think that when Jerry Lawler left, it was like an immediate like I don't think it was just like oh what's Corey Graves doing here? I think there was like a process. Right, but didn't Jerry didn't he have like a heart attack or something? And he like and then he came back and still yeah, did right, it. Right, 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 right. Well, I, uh, yeah. Um, and first off, I gotta say, uh, JBL. You know, he's leaving to uh, leaving to go work on his charities. Really nice guy. He's got to be the nicest guy in wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's just like just just a good dude all around. Yeah, I think Moro probably left initially because he was overwhelmed by the positive support yeah. that he Mar- got from Moro. <laughs> that like definitely- yeah. Moro can't handle the big the big fight. <laughs> he's just he's just not re- he's not ready for the big time. He got too stressed out. Well, I mean, he did announce the biggest fight of all time. Arguably. Yeah, but like that's not. I mean, you know, like Sure, there's, he's there's like Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. But, yeah, was, but guys, it's that Monday Night they Raw. They got six million pay-per-view buys. Yeah, but like... At $100 a pop. Yeah, and that's God, not counting so bars. Much, side so, note, that's so much money. Yeah. <laughs> Some bars, if you bought it at a bar, it was like 2000 a pop. Yeah. It was uh, 100 in, just for personal use. Yeah, but like, you know, uh, anybody can call a match, but can anybody call a Randy Orton match? That's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a, great it's a point. good point. All right. So, uh, Oscar, uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, Wait, I just want all you jerks out there. Wait, say, who? Oscar. She's who? the NXT Women's Champion. Wait, what? What's NXT. NXT? What's NXT? It's where the authors of Pain wrestle. What? <laughs> they wrestle. I just, NXT. I just, I only know them as authors. They wrestle. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't. Know, how do you know them then? I only know them for their literary work. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. It's, it's like how they... you are such a mark. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, like there's the J- uh, James Atkins from Jimmy Eat World has a career as like a jazz guitarist. So there's some people who only know him as a jazz guitarist, but he is from like another. Thing. Yeah, that's okay. how I am with the authors of Pain. Right. All right, guys, listen. Shame that I don't. Know, I'm not sure what is happening here. But look, okay, so Oscar, she's well, all right. Just accept that she exists. Okay, okay she's sure, real, sure, She's God. super good. She's awesome. Okay. To me, it's clear. Yeah, like, I mean, she's good, but is she Nia Jax? Uh, she's better than I, Jack. She's a lot better. I refuse to a believe that somebody related to The Rock is worse than any is better than worse than anybody. A guy I know who looked a lot like you that I met one time told me that Oscar should be able to beat Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun Strowman, you know the guy I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I know Braun Strowman. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. 
Yeah. The guy whose entrance music starts with him screaming <laughs> his own name. Well, yeah. just maybe maybe Oscar can learn something from Braun Strowman. Uh, okay, so this this uh, this Oscar person, she's a wrestler, a uh, very good one. So she got injured and had to relinquish the NXT title, and they did it on NXT today, covering NXT right up top. So all you jabroniacs out there, give me guff for not covering NXT. Shut up. Anyway, so <laughs> Wait, is this just the, is this, shut up. Is this one of those federations where just fans wrestle in the ring? Is Asuka like a fan? Is no, that her deal? No, 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 no. She's really did you Did you wrestle Asuka at Burning Man? I don't believe that I did. Uh, but I think that you, you'll you know who she is uh, very soon. That's oh, my point. Okay. My point is that yeah. they gave her a farewell from NXT that's like, when you're healed, you're going up to the main roster. Right. Did you get that vibe? Yes, 100%. It was like, she's not coming back. No, and I think uh, it's awesome that she... Uh, was able to remain undefeated and, Very cool. and come up that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I wonder when they bring her up if they're going to, like, Bobby Roode her, mm. like, start her out slow, because Roode is getting some of the... Uh, you know what Bobby Roode is, right? Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's that rookie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's only been wrestling for, like, two or three weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. him. No, yeah, 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 he's that rookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, yeah. like, a little bit old for a rookie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, like, you know his, his right. shelf life's not going to be too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You might be right about that. Yeah, I mean, what, did he Did he decide he wanted to start wrestling at, like, 42 or something? And then he... Then, like DDP? Yeah. Yeah then, yeah, then, like, two weeks later, he's on SmackDown. No, you know, he... Um, Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, anyway. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, you guys know uh, uh, Jabroni of the show, Arlen Marmel, got mm. into a whole discussion. He's texting me all morning, this guy, mm. all morning about if John Cena got a hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> so Arlen I mean, is a bald man, right? Yeah. So he's obsessed. He's obsessed with dude's hair. Yeah. For uh, 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 I, I think we all are. We're all into like you know when when a dude has like ridiculous hair, mm-hmm. like amazing wrestler hair. You know, I'm like Ziggler, I'm friends with Ziggler. I see his hair in real life. I'm like, I, I, he looks like a human lion. Yeah, like a man lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like a million follicles per. Square it's ridiculous. There's yeah. not even any spot that is showing any, and he's older than me. Yeah. There's not even one spot showing any wear and tear. Like, come on, you got to lose a little bit of follicles, right? Yeah, I would. I just want to send a message out to Arlen that I know that he's. I mean, as a as a bald man myself, a balding man. Not on the upper lip. I know that he's not bald on the upper lip. You are rocking a mustache, which I, uh, you look a little bit like a bald Jake the Snake, which I'll, is just redundant. That's a Jake the Snake. I'll take that. Jake's always been pretty bald, but I'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know that Arlen is operating from a place of fear, and I hope that he can one day, <laughs> he can one day overcome his uh, fundamental dissatisfaction with being a, a human being that will one day die. I don't want to kick you out of this bad thing. Listen to this. You're listening to the comedian of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I mean, that was a flub by you. The, Listen to this. Well, remember what you called this podcast? You're listening to the comedian of the podcast. The, you called it the comedians yeah. of podcast. You see, the Maori people when they make their art, they the what? They incorporate their mistakes into their art, uh, and I feel like that's sort of what I was channeling. Okay. Anyway, so Arlen's just thinking that I'm John- so lost on what's ha- okay. So John Cena's hair—that's where we are. Yeah. yeah, John Cena got a. He was like, he got a hair transplant. <laughs> Check it out. You can't see the bald ring in the back of his head. Yeah, you can. Like, yeah, I was like, so then I turn. He's like, he's not wearing hats as much anymore. So anyway, Arlen, I had to. What, I watched Raw and I go, I had text Arlen. Okay, 
Arlen, he wasn't wearing a hat because he was wrestling. He didn't cut a promo right away. So he threw the hat into the crowd because he was wrestling. Second of all, there's a very clear shot of his bald ring. And second of all, third of all, he's he just growing his hair out a little bit and maybe it. dyed it a little darker for like a part. Yeah. Because when he's on set, they're gonna top him up. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna dust him. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna get dusted. They dust me when I go on set. Right. You know, uh, they're gonna they're gonna dust him. But uh, he so it's, it helps to have more hair. Mm-hmm. You look at Batista when Batista came back. He at one point like he's so bald. It's like very clear. Like the best move for him is just shave your head. Right. But he has hair. It's because they tell you like it's better to have whatever base you can have to fill it in. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on with Cena. Every everyone who's having the same ridiculous concerns of Arlen, not commenting on the matches, <laughs> just commenting on the follicles mm. of John Cena. Anyway, all right. So now we got that covered. Cena, Jason Jordan. What do we think? Wait. So Cena's an actor. <laughs> um, outside of wrestling, yeah. Wait, there's an outside of wrestling? No, yeah, there is. Like you know, the authors of Pain, they're like right. Pain. Oh right! Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah! Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Now, now you're in my wheelhouse. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like one thing you're if you're a, let me explain a rule to you about professional wrestling. Uh, if you're a professional wrestler, you're allowed one artistic pursuit outside of wrestling. Oh, right. like how right. Jeff Hardy is a good musician. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And how like the Undertaker um, is an Undertaker. He, he interns bodies. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the great artistic pursuit. Exactly. Yeah, however, however, one is able to express. Right. Right. Himself. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jake the Snake. He has a snake. Yeah. yeah great. You know? The artistic pursuit of owning a snake. <laughs> yeah, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, DDP. He is a yoga instructor. Mm, namaste. All right. Anyway. All right. Stop that. Jason Jordan, John Cena, what do we think? Uh, I thought that this was a really solid match. Uh, you know, like, I think it was like a good, um, I think it was like a good parental move for Kurt Angle to like really give his son his, his son that shot, you know? Like it was just a nice, like that's yeah, that's how you treat, you know, like it's like a little bit nepotistic. Sure, I was going to say you're not bothered at all by the nepotism. Yeah, I mean, not- okay, okay. So like if this was... If this was anything else, yes, I'd be bothered by the nepotism. But they haven't seen each other in like twenty years, bro. Mm, that's true. Like yeah. so, like the, you got to give Kurt Angle a little bit of. He's trying to rekindle a relationship with his kid in the form of giving him wrestling matches. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't hang out outside of the arena, clearly. <laughs> right, and you. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna, I like look. This. I'm not going to ruin this for him. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah, I know. So John, C- uh, I, I, Jason Jordan. It's a good idea. Obviously, he should lose to Cena, but like have him look competitive. Right. It's a smart move. But isn't I it? Wonder, s- sorry, right. no, go ahead. No, I'm saying I wonder how much like I know we, everyone hated Super Cena so much. Everyone was giving that crap. But it was like Cena never loses. He's like, you know, because <laughs> he's the best wrestler. Yeah. That's yes, why he okay. never loses. Yeah. But like now it's like almost he's like giving up a little too much for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like because he's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but just just a, just a little bit. I think yeah. it's cool. He's clearly like just having a lot of big matches that they could save, which always makes you think he's going. He, they're not planning on him being around for a long time. They're right. getting this stuff out. But um, yeah, I thought the Reigns the match was cool. I think Jason Jordan's not really getting a lot of heat. Yeah, like I would think, and I think that the whole the whole thing of him being Kurt Angle's son. 
<laughs> you the mean whole... the, they did a te- they did a test? It's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 23... Don't don't call it a thing. Okay. It's, they did twenty three. Uh, the whole gimmick of fam- his son. Family is not a th- gimmick. I don't see that helping him over time. To me, that is such yeah. an extreme like gimmick that I think it's gonna. It's like how like Mark Henry. I'll never forget that one of his kids is a hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. I was like, I was talking to uh, like I'm roommates with Nick Ligger, who was on uh, last last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And um, you could shoot on him too. Yeah, oh, he, he didn't have nice things to say about you. You want? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So um, I pre- I used to co-host a podcast with Stephen Pearlstein and Nick Ligger called "You Should Love Wrestling." I stopped because they kept saying wrestling wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> I can see where that would be traumatic for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I got. I mean, I was around Pearl Stein for like ten, for that one episode. I, I'll never go near that guy again. Yeah, I listened. And to And I should shout out, like, both uh, of listen, them, at least both it's of them not just, too late to go. Both of them. I really like his fiance. Yeah. It's not too late to leave that guy. I mean, Bo- he doesn't like wrestling. Both of them. What, nice, more? hardworking dudes. Both good dudes. They just, I don't know, like we have differing opinions about if wrestling's real or not. (laughs) I have to say, I did, I listened to that episode and uh, I had to just take my earphones out every time Pearl Stein was talking. Yeah, he really is like so irritating. And like when when you sit to record the podcast with him, you literally sit in there and his his office is like the most generic, like, it it grosses me out more than your email tattoos. It's like, it's like (laughs) on the walls, like uh, Gene Wilder, Stephen Colbert. It's like the safest comedies. Zone. Like it's there's no vulnerability. It's like I only like the best shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I mean, man. Come on. I mean, I can relate. Like I only like the best wrestlers, like John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's like and, that. Uh, get into John Cena and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns came out, and I thought Roman Reigns did great. Mm-hmm. Now look, I know I'm. Yeah, I'm, he's, I'm, he's the big dog. No, <laughs> that was okay. So let's bring up that moment. That moment where John Cena is like, "Yo, you're and." Uh, this hits on the fact that, like, John Cena, when you get into a program with John Cena, you will be instantly elevated. That rub makes you better, except if you're Baron Corbin. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Baron Corbin and Damien Sandow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, it can be booked bad, but you have to be able to – they have to book you in a way where – you know, you have to step up to the plate in a way yeah, yeah, yeah. where that – you, they booking? I, I, I've never heard that word before. Yeah, Are you talking no. about the Authors of Pain book again? Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> booking is when you write a book. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah great. Uh, got booking. It. Like, yeah, but, uh, don't bother me, honey. I'm booking right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's that's what the Authors of Pain call it when they're writing. Okay, moving on. So, all right, so uh, Ro- Roman Reigns. Uh, John Cena says, hey, your fly's undone. Yeah. And then he goes like, yo, because I busted through it. Big, Big dog. dog. <laughs> That was pretty good. That's kind of funny. That was pretty good. Yeah. And it was off the cuff, clearly. Now, here's the interesting thing. John Cena came back, right, and just said, oh, I was trying to see if you had any balls, right? (laughs) And it was pretty fast. Like, John Cena is so good. And then, and like, even though it's like kind of corny, but then Reigns said a homophobic line. I missed that. What did he say? Okay, so he said like, uh, it was something like, uh, it was like, uh, I was checking to see if you have any balls. You would be looking at my balls. Yeah, you would be looking for Which, those. you know, normally I would think that that's homophobic. Yeah. But, like, you know, Roman Reigns is so great that, like, I think he was saying it from a woke perspective. Right, guys? Yeah, well, I mean. Right, guys? He's a, he's you a think woke. Reigns is woke? I think Reigns is a woke. I mean, you know, like, I think the big dog, he's a big dog. So, like, you know, he's going to be good at everything. And I think, I think at the very least he may just be uncomfortable with non-sexual male intimacy. 
And that is Newman, just I hate you. a place where he has to right, kind of show up all right. a little bit more. Uh, honestly, shame, all right? Stop trying to take my show and... Burn it down! All right, <laughs> all right so look... I, I, anyway, that changed. I thought. Wait, can I, I just press a random button on your soundboard and see yeah, what yeah, it does? Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta hold it, though. Should have known better, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you should have held it down. You should have known better. Yeah, dude. that was good. Okay, you want one more? Yeah, I'll take one more. All right, hold it down. That's just. You gotta listen to the whole song now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely a. Uh, but. That's something that, like, Roman Reigns, favorite wrestler next to Randy Orton, think he's real cool, everything he does is gold. That aside, yeah, there is definitely, like, a homophobic slant to him. Like, it's like, I remember when, like, like the internet, like, some some people were tweeting at him about how they didn't like him, and the Usos just kept on saying, like, homophobic, mm. like, kind of, like, slurs and stuff. Not, like, slurs, but, like, yeah. yeah. It, it was definitely leaning toward the, like, quit being gay, bro. Like, right. just, like, just, like, dumb gay panic stuff. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean, they're jocks, so I think it's it's sort of just in that realm of, like, I think you're perpetually in a kind of, like, a high school. Yeah, they're, like, high school football players yeah. or whatever. And it's, I, like, but, like. Totally. I, mean, yeah. I, I think that I, as so, I try not to fault people for that as much mm -hmm. because, like, obviously it's not right to say, but I think it comes from a place of, like, if you're Fear. not living in New York or Los Angeles, like you actually still think that's like funny, right. even if you're not a person who hates that, you still think it's comedy. Do you know yeah. what? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, yeah, you understand that it it's like mean... it's like you you think it's like demasculating, which is right. funny in a situation where you're yeah yeah yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not excusing it or anything. I'm just saying like there is a problem if we just go like that's wrong to say f you and we just yeah. like completely disregard the cultural surroundings and we're not sensitive to the fact that like hey like. I'm saying if I had reins in a room and I go, you said that, you offended me, you're gross. But if I was like, hey, you know, like, actually, that's like, that wouldn't be, that's not that cool to some people. Right. You know that? Like, right? We yeah. need to find that, like, in this, bit, in, this yeah. in this divided time, we need something like that. Now, that being said, I don't think Reigns is ever going to talk to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is, a little, it is a little bit different if it's coming from a place of, like, ignorance as opposed to a place of, like, hatred. It's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that there's sometimes where we come to this place of, like, somebody literally doesn't even, like... They don't even know that that's not acceptable, especially when they're trying to be funny. Right. That's when I'm like, when someone's trying to be funny is where we need to cut them a little slack right. because they, the, they're not everyone is a comedian, right? What I right? Think, like, which is one of your old points on this show. Well, I think Roman Reigns, if you're listening to this podcast, which like I think he is, he definitely is. Yeah, no, yeah. he definitely is. Yeah. Um, Once I put the vest on, yeah, yeah. If it's Roman Reigns, just his his ears, his his big dog ears yeah, perk yeah, up, yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right, so uh, Roman Reigns, if you're listening to this, we know you're funny. We heard your suffering succotash promo. Just go back to that A material, you know? Like, I think, remember that Jack and the Beanstalk promo you cut? Like, let's just go back to more of that. You don't need okay. to, like, you know, like, I think that's good stuff. Okay, so I, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying I thought that, I, I thought that, like, okay, Reigns showdown this week. It was a little more, it was more kayfabe-ish, right? Mm. Uh, you don't know what I'm talking yeah, about, K, but anyway. Yeah, K-what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, um, but I think that I like that he came out and was like, "Hey, it took you twenty minutes, twenty minutes to be a rookie." Yeah. And then Cena's like, "No, maybe I just am like waiting to pounce here." And like, it makes me think, which way are they gonna go? Yeah. Are they gonna go the way of like Reigns are gonna take him down, or like Cena beat him? Like, I think Cena should. I think Cena should beat Reigns. I think it would do a lot for his character to lose clean to to, to Cena. Like that. You mean his career? Yeah, I think it would do for his career. Would, I yeah, think, yeah, exactly. I think that his, his career, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, his competitive trajectory. Right. I think that if he could take a loss to Cena, it would make him go back to the drawing board on his strategy. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, 
right? Like his, he'll learn, he'll learn. I should do more spears and matches. That's that's the drawing world. He'll be like, oh, I should Superman punch more. Yeah, and that's that's my notice. He doesn't do those two moves enough. They're so powerful. Why doesn't he just always do them? All right, moving on. Well, something that before we move on, something that stood okay, out. Okay, hold on. I, I have to do the reverse. All right. All right. So something that did stand out to me though was that last week when Roman Reigns accused John Cena of burying new talent, uh, then the next week he does he exactly him that. because he's the best wrestler. Sure. That, that's what I thought Reigns was going to say. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, I'm glad, but I thought he was going to come out and just be like, you just beat a young guy. Yeah, you did exactly what I said you do. <laughs> but I think they were trying to pull it back. They right. were trying to pull back the the uh, the fourth wall element. Mm. You know, see your fourth wall future sound effect on this podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot to tell Zig to add to the board today. When, uh, see like, your fourth wall. Something I think nobody's <laughs> talking about is like how much of a sociopath Cena sounded like in that promo on Monday where he was just like, I've been waiting for, for 10 years for you to mess up to chop you down, bro. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like I went to a psychopath that looks that like so on funny. a paper. If you track that, which by the way, Someone was talking about him being a sociopath. It was Pearlstein last week on this podcast. Yeah, oh, I love Remember that guy. He Pearlstein on this podcast was like he's a sociopath because in that cricket wireless commercial, I agree with he him. Got, yeah. you, you did. I do. Yeah, he I, was... I feel like he got bombarded with all that. I was like, come on, man, that's really hard to like. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's interesting. You agree, but you think he's you think he's a sociopath? Well, I mean, in that cricket wireless thing, he was definitely like the his kids were like I was crying like watching it, and and Cena was just like. That's it's incredible that you were able to do that. Like he was so. <laughs> yes. Hello, child. Well, that I is mean, a very good job. Maybe it's not. You guys have no machismo. Maybe I mean, not. I'm well, looking right now. You're you're see right now. Your flies open, uh-huh. and I'm looking for your nuts. I'm not seeing any. You know what I'm saying? That's because I've been practicing kunalingi uh, kunalingi yoga. Okay, I don't know. And right, I've right, been <laughs> okay. Moving on, moving on. I don't know what that is. I pull I, them into my abdomen. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Okay, oh, I've, I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, all right, let, let, let's, just, let's just move on, okay? But it, um, Cena Reigns, everyone's pumped to see that match. This I mean, where they can go. I can't. I mean, I don't <laughs> want anybody to lose that match. I think both of them are great. No, someone might not. Someone might not lose it, right? They might yeah. save it. You know, they might. Uh, they might keep it. Um, all right, cool. Let so um, let's talk about uh, Miz for a sec. So Miz had the Intercontinental Title. The Miz. Now that's an actor. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled the wool over my eyes, told me John Cena's acting. The Miz is an actor. And why is The Miz al- allowed to act? Because you can have well, one. Yeah, you can have one creative pursuit. Yeah, <laughs> That's right, right outside right, of wrestling. Right. Well, that, and I mean, he, I, I'm sure the only yeah, John movies... Cena's a rapper. He's not an actor. <laughs> He's a, a rapper actor, like a Wahlberg. I have a feeling that He looks jo- a lot like Wahlberg. I have, I have a feeling that or Joey David. only watches uh, or is aware of movies that are produced by WWE Studios. Oh, yeah. Like, why haven't those won Emmys? Right. So Okay. Yeah. Listen, I think it's... So, Viz had a moment in this... It, 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 didn't Maurice grab his hand to tell yeah. him when... Jeff was gonna hit with the senton. Yes, that's like a next to me. Have you seen anything like that before? That's no. like a next level. I. It's such a great, cool way to cheat. Use like your, 
spouse your is like spouse's love. Yeah, it's not like I'm gonna spray like perfume in your face. You know right. what I mean? It's like I'm gonna give you like a. It's like a football. It's like cheating in like football where they like steal the other player's signs or right. something. It's like right. stealing it's, football where like the quarterback squeezes the receiver's hand when he's about to be tackled. Exactly. It's like kind of funny because it sells it out. It's like she had to know that he wasn't really down for it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like she had to know that like he wasn't knocked out enough to take a top rope move. Right. You had to be knocked out enough to. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, yeah, 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 no. You right. need to be. You need to. Have, she yeah, knew, like, I can just if, or she knows, like, if I just grab your hand, it'll wake you up. Mm-hmm. That's something that she fa- figured out, like, I mean, in the morning when Miz is oversleeping. Yeah, she's just like, you, I grab his hand, and then he's he's up. But you know what that is? That's love. Mm-hmm. That is love. Yeah, yeah. Which, you, you're a married man. I'm yeah. sure that you and your wife have a have something like that set we, up. Well, we wake up, we play uh, Maria Canales' song. Here's to the greatest. <laughs> and then she greatest. blows a kiss at you, and you catch it and punch somebody. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where have uh, they been? Uh, I I read that WWE's not into it. Oh no. Oh. They, I, I read that they. I, I, the thing I read said that they've completely given up. on on that on that idea. Wow. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was I like they were good wrestlers. I liked them. I didn't even see one match of them. I somehow I didn't see any Mike Bennett matches. It's fun. They had a lot of really like really good spots that like the crowd hated. Isn't like, he a good wrestler? Yeah, he's a very good wrestler. You know him? Well from the two. Oh, two you know who Mike Bennett is? Oh uh, you know who Mike Bennett is? I mean he's a good wrestler based on the you know he's better than like that. He, Okay, so like I've established that like Bobby Roode's a rookie, right? He's like he's only wrestled two or three matches. You've established that. Yeah, Mike Bennett. He's also only wrestled. He's wrestled like six matches at this point. So he's got twice the experience of Bobby Roode. Right. Okay. So like he's twice as good as Bobby Roode. I think so. Hey, speaking of hair. When did Drew Gulak grow a full head of hair? He looks good. Anyone notice that? Yeah. That guy had no hair a second ago. Wait, who? This guy Drew Gula. He's Wait, on two hundred five live. Wait, but that's also on Raw. Oh, but that's oh, you mean that show where those like those like lightweight jobbers wrestle on? Yeah. Yes, actually. That's yeah. exactly. <laughs> what that is. So, um, uh, do you, do you yeah, Drew Gulak so, more like who Gulak, right, guys? Oh, who? Because I don't know. We, uh, yeah, come on. Enzo on two hundred five live. How do you how uh, do you guys feel about it? Oh, uh, finally some star power on that show. <laughs> finally, finally somebody who can really wrestle. Like you know, like I've. Somebody who can wrestle. I mean, he he beat like Cedric Alexander or whatever his name is. Like, oh man, that guy's a good wrestler. How do you feel? I mean, I, last week you said that you had some like a hot take. Well, I don't have a hot take on Enzo. I, 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 my thing about Enzo is that I think that uh, his performance, like obviously he's over. Right. He's undeniably over. Like he's a guy who like even if he annoys you on TV when you go live, you're like, oh, his music hits. You're gonna have fun. Right. Right. Like. I remember when, like, New Age Outlaws, like, I wasn't, like, that into them anymore. But then when I would be at the shows, I'd just be like, oh, you didn't know? You know what I mean? It was, like, it was really fun to do. Yeah. I feel like the job that, like, the job that Enzo has in, like, a wrestling show, especially, like, we're all sketch comedians. We all do comedy. Yeah. Is, like, he's the perfect guy to send out first on a house show because he's going to, like, get the audience really pumped. Yeah. Like, you know, he's going to do his thing. The audience is going to change. They do that with Ziggler also. Yeah, like it's just like somebody where like, oh, the audience the audience is gonna love this guy and he's maybe not the top star. He gets the show going. Yeah, totally, totally. He's like a, he's a really good like high energy guy so, to like bring out. I think it, I think a lot of the stuff they're doing with him is pretty smart. Like mm-hmm. all right, two oh five live, that's smart because it's like it's still on Raw. Right. Uh and it brings some star power to that show. 
and uh, he's small. Uh, the other thing is that like he's not a good wrestler. He can't really work almost at all, really. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I mean, he's everybody's to gonna win. look like a bad wrestler if you're on a team with Big Cass, the best wrestler ever. He, uh, he's hurt right now. <laughs> and so <laughs> he, he, um, uh, that was so shocking. To yeah, you. yeah. I mean, I just I don't know what to say. What did you think he was just hanging out in the back? I mean, he's a big guy. Maybe you couldn't find a rental car. <laughs> That is true. Um, yeah, so I like that you do think that they use rental cars. All right. Um, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to have a jalop. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, if you want to go kayfabe, they, those guys travel on a jalop. Yeah. Um, so I think Enzo's cheating the to win. The big show just carries them from arena to arena. <laughs> That's why he lost the drop to Braun Strowman. He was tired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Enzo's cheating to win, which I think is smart. Yeah, it's like, and have him just acknowledge it. Try to make him like a face who cheats to win. It's 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 doable. It's like Eddie, right? Well, yeah, I feel like it. It sort of acknowledges that like maybe he's not as athletically gifted as the other. It's like right. it's like he's you know he's, he's like I do is what I gotta do. Yeah, I right. do is <laughs> what I gotta do. The thing, my whole thing with Enzo is that his performance is is it, it's bad. Mm. So. Uh, it's similar to the critique I gave to Miz, where I was like, when Miz had that, this moment. So this is what a sold-out Bars case looks like. I mean, <laughs> that he was too excited there. But anyway, Miz is amazing. He just was yelling in that whole promo. He was yelling, he was yelling. And then the, the problem is that when you want to shoot, you want it to feel genuine and real. Right. And that'll normally come from a non-performance place. So you need to toe the line to perform and not perform. Now, that's specific for shooting and pipe bombing. Enzo, he's always revved up. He's gotten it's always ten. It's always ten. He doesn't rest it at all. Right. So it just gets stale immediately. It's all shtick, all shtick. That's it. Every line he's saying is going for a laugh. None of it's genuine. None of it at all. So his character is so two dimensional. Character. His, his, Pers- outward persona. Oh, got it. Got it. Is, uh, how, he, how he shows up. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. But How he is is a real I don't person. think it needs to be two-dimensional. Like, I don't yeah. think it... I think it could be a guy who's like... He could be, like, into his family or, like... I mean, I don't know. You, can, I think you could inject oh, a little yeah. more. I would love that. I would love to see, like, vignettes of him, like, with his, like, Italian mama, like, cooking and, like... Well, he, like, alludes yeah. to it, but then you're like, oh, this guy's just a caricature, which is okay, but everyone says he is that guy actually backstage. You're right. like, well, show me, like... I want to see, like, the real version of this guy. Um... But yeah, I I do agree in that like I feel like every promo he cut he cuts, it's either like a Dusty Road style hard times promo where it's just the most passionate speaking to the audience promo possible. Like an example would be his uh like what was it, like Frank Sinatra promo from yeah. like uh, Great Balls of Fire. Or he's like uh, he's like Billy or he's uh like the road dog where it's like every line is sort of a punchline. Right. And like it does like I think that he's really good on 205 Live because he just does have, like, a very established... Per- like, he knows who he is, and it's, like, he is very... Like, the cra- like him calling who Gulak. Uh, remember when I said that thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep yeah. saying it until it gets left. Who uh, Gulak? Yeah, so, uh, you know, he called him Captain Underpants. Shame. And uh, it's, like, just, just the Enzo burning the other 205 Live wrestlers made the other 205 wrestlers seem like a bigger deal. Right. But if that's all he does... Then it does kind of it's just like one tone. It's he did like, no sell Matalik. 
<laughs> he did go like this guy. Uh, he's Matalik. He called yeah. him like Picante Pants. Yeah, he's just like yeah, Pepper Jack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he didn't get excited to announce his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but he brings a lot of power there. Like Enzo's. I just think like I think he needs to work on the performance, make it a little more three dimensional. I'm not yeah. saying he has. We have to see his family. Maybe that's a little extreme. But there could be like an Enzo in a bad mood day. Like there I could mean, be like just something. I like, mean, he used to have a family. Then Big Cass broke up with him. That is true. All right, let's get into the main thing. You know what I'm talking about. The Strowman Big Show cage match. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Big Show, a beardless Big Show. I think he looks uh, so much better without the beard. He looked better without the beard. Yeah. Um, I think he looks, like, I genuinely think that now he, like, without the beard, he looks more like an old man. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like you can see kind of the wrinkles a little bit But he's bit been, more. like, dying it for a while in a way that was, like, I don't know. I always think he'd look better if he just had, like, some scruff. Like, why does he need, like, a butt? I, I, I don't know. Or maybe a mustache. No, mustaches are no good. No good. They're good sometimes. You're not allowed to have a mustache, especially if you want to be cool. Rick Rude. If you want to be centered, you can't have a mustache. I mean, they, uh, he's he needed that. That was part of his gimmick. So, like, <laughs> the Big Show and Braun Strowman both had beards when they wrestled. They're like not their not the Monday match, but their match before it, where they broke the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Big Show shaved. Do you think that they had a beard versus beard stipulation? They just didn't tell anybody about. <laughs> yeah, I think so. They definitely did. Hundred percent. A Samson and Delilah match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this match was awesome. I think like one thing that was interesting is there's like a lot of respect flying around for Big Show after mm. this match. It started from Strowman, his Instagram post where yeah, he was like, that. he's just like, you know, shout out to the big man, blah blah blah. Um, and then it felt a lot of like it's like. We're clearly winding down on Big Show, um, uh, and I kind of felt that by him like t- go- doing those top rope jumps. It was like, ooh, he's like, yeah, he's going for it for like a reason here. Um, he's like, I'm not going to need I these hips so after this. I feel so conflicted about <laughs> Big Show. I feel conflicted. Like I hate to like be like, yo, I respect. Like, he's like, I watched this guy for like 20 years and was never into anything he did the whole time. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't. I just don't want to like lie. I just want to be honest. And like, I watched a, like. And every time they celebrate Big Show, we do, it's this same kind of moment where someone explains to me that for a guy that size to move like that, and I'm told that he's, like, super athletic, and I'm just like, yeah, but, like, I don't even care about that. Like, he never had an angle I dug. He never, like, sold anything. You didn't, didn't like, Big Boss Man versus the Big Show? So that's the the most memorable thing he did, where his dad was in the coffin. Yeah, where Big Boss Man tied a chain to... where. Where the big boss man yeah. crashed the big show's dad's funeral yes. and like used a chain to tie it around the big show's dad's casket yeah. and stole his he dad's drove corpse. away with his dad's <laughs> corpse. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "You're a big nasty bastard." my daddy, my daddy. He drove up. They're having a. They're having the service. He, he drove, drove up in his station wagon with a pole. No, he drove up in the Blues Brothers car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love that. But like, that's the thing is that um. And I, I won't even knock Big Show. I'll say like it might be, I might not be able to to like resp- to understand right. the athletic feat of being that big and doing the stuff he did, you know. But like I think Strowman out the gate is already like yes. way more impressive than I thought Big Show ever was. I mean, I'm almost not really insulting Big Show as much as saying like 
testament to like how into Strowman I am. And there's a lot of discussion about the big man. Like he he Strowman was like, you know, you've done so much for big men, which is like a, a fading kind of a wrestler. Right. As like I think he's implying that like as wrestlers get smaller and more athletic and that becomes more of what's hip, mm-hmm. you lose a lot of these guys who are just about the spectacle of yeah. it, you know? But, but Strowman is a good, great example, though, of, right. of the next level for, like, a big man wrestler. Like, he's definitely the replacement for guys like Big Show. Where right. Like, I'm huge. I'm 395 pounds, and I can do a kip-up. Right. Like, that's insane. It's, yeah, exactly. And I think, like, it's cool. I like that Strowman is so inspired by him. I think that's really cool. Though, uh, watch out for Strowman. He throws out a lot of respect. I saw him throw out a lot of respect to Roman recently. Uh, it's a guy who uh, might I, throw, overdo I mean, it. I can relate to him on that. I throw <laughs> respect to Roman every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of respect, let's get to let's get to our first cash in the show. You guys ready? Oh, I'd love to hear this. All right, this one uh, is from Mr. Jack Mills. Let's see what this jerk has to say. Here we are again. Another week gone by, and another episode has been dropped on our heads. And you know, every week it gets more and more difficult for me to pull out the old Pepsi can as I watch the memory of what this podcast used to be drift further and further into the past see every week i think about ending it all every week i think about unsubscribing and simply watching my wrestling in peace hey, are you sponsored by Alone. pepsi but then i remember that's no. exactly what dan black wants see every week dan asks for cash and every week he asks us listeners to submit our opinions with a promise of a chance to make ourselves famous to hear ourselves on the world-renowned UCB Comedy Network. But it's all a lie. And Dan, I know you're listening, but I'm not talking to you. This is a wrecking ball headed directly for the glass house that you're living in. I'm talking to all the members of the COW universe, everyone on the Facebook group, and anyone who has ever downloaded a wrestling podcast. Dan Black is not the man you think he is. Dan Black doesn't care about his listeners. He doesn't care about Terrible Tulo, The Dick Show, or The Fractured One. And Dan Black, sure as shit, doesn't care about you. To Dan, all you are is a statistic, a number, a metric to measure the success of his own vanity. Sure, he'll deny it, wouldn't you? But the next time he asks for cash-ins and doesn't play the one that you work so hard on, Ask yourself why that is. Why would he ignore your opinion and talk to a couple of guys that each have exactly half of a Netflix special? I will no longer stand by and watch the community that the Cowlick built be oppressed by this podcasting megalomaniac. I will do my best to be the voice of the voiceless, but I am only one man. Together, we are stronger than the man in the fake bulletproof vest, and we will not be ignored. Never forget that this podcast belongs to you and me. It belongs to the people. And it's going. time <laughs> to take your podcast back. Rise, record, resist. Wow. 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 I think it's important to note that he wasn't feeling heard. And he was coming from a place. He of was fear. operating from a place of fear. Yeah, yeah. That didn't bother you at all. I, we come in here week in week out. 
and some schmo is gonna just shoot on us like that. You're not angry at all. You know, I I just I try to I try to hold space for people to 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 show up emotionally, and I think that it's important okay. For you us. know what? That's okay. Shame, shame. You're not gonna defend yourself. That's just that's just shame. All right, listen. You know I what? Think that, you know what? Like, that guy seemed nice. No, let me tell you something, jerk mills. Okay. <laughs> You know what? You are right. You're right about one thing. I do want you to unsubscribe. Unsubscribe to this podcast. I don't need you and your bad attitude. I come in here every week. I don't even have a fucking Patreon. I don't ask anything from you guys. We do this show for you for free. This show is for free, and it's for the listeners. You saying that I don't care? I'm lying. Everyone is a statistic here on this show. That's why I want you guys to have a voice on this show. I could just be my own voice, but I'm like, oh, I would like your opinions to come in here so I can hear everyone out. That's why I, that's why I do this. Yeah, you're right. No, my listeners mean the world to me. I love wrestling, and I love that there's people who like this show. Statistics? Zig, do I even check the statistics? Never. No I don't once. even give a crap. I don't even, some people are more obsessed with that stuff. I don't care. I come and do this. Because, and it means a lot to me that people like it. People, you know, believe it or not, jerk mills. People tell me that they enjoy this podcast, and it means a lot to me. It keeps me going. Some weeks, it's, I don't want to come in here. It's the only thing he has. So That is the only thing I have. <laughs> Some weeks, I don't even want to come in here. Some weeks, I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I, 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 you know what? Like, I don't even know if I have enough time to get through Raw. It's back there. No, people... I go, the, the people look forward to the podcast. There's podcasts I look forward to listening to, and they get me through my week. And the fact that I can be part of that means a shit ton to me. So to even accuse me as a guy who doesn't care about his listeners, well, they, frankly, you don't know me. You don't. You don't know me. And you know what? I don't know who you are. You're just some guy. Coming here, you're talking about the Pepsi can. You get on here with your inside jokes. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, idiot. So you listen to me. If anyone uh, listening to this podcast thinks that I do this to jerk off my own ego, well, let me tell you this. Then think that. I don't care. Because if there's one thing that I've learned from doing this podcast is that wrestling is the shit. <laughs> and I love talking about wrestling. I love watching wrestling. And uh, I, 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 that's it. That's it. It's as simple as that. Mm, thank you. Thank you for that, Dan. If I, and yeah, if have you thought about writing a poetry book? No. <laughs> that wasn't that profound. That just, I mean, what, do you think I do this? Do you think I do this to rub my own ego? I mean, I could do, I could do a improv on a stage for a sold-out crowd, and I could get instant gratification. I could move back to New York where people fucking respect me. I can play ass cat every fucking week, but no, I, look, no, I, I um, obviously there's some, there's going to be some element of anyone who performs that is about like, oh, I have something to say, and then and 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 you, I don't, am I appeasing him too much? I'm appeasing him too much. I think we could talk about this a little bit more. I want to, yeah. I want to hear five more minutes on this. Obviously, guy. Yeah. A, but that's what wrestlers do, and I ogle the fuck out of them. Right. Right? Like, I, I, I'm all about celebrating yourself. As a matter of fact, Mills, you're just going into business for yourself here. You, 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 wish you, were, you wish you were me. That's what this is. Mills, look in the mirror. 
Get yourself like my, you know, get yourself a prosthetic Jew nose like me. Okay, I can say that I am. Sure. Okay. Look in the mirror. Look like a mediocre guy. Work out a lot, but have a very almost no no semblance of, of shape from it. And you can be me, dude. That's you thought of doing yoga? No. No, you should do yoga. That's a good. That's good for definition. Um, the one thing he says about we didn't play some cash ins. Yeah. Sometimes we have guests on the show. We don't have time for it. I try to tell Zig to make sure to post it if we don't get to all them. We're working on more of a system so that I can we can integrate them more into the show. It's a lot to do, especially on a free show where I don't even ask for your money. It is also a lot to expect from a podcast to, to like to indulge the listeners. Yeah. In their in. You know, and and have their voice be. Heard. I mean, it's amazing. We yeah, do. They're the listeners. We're not the listeners, right? We offer that, and no other podcast offers that. right. And so he feels sick. Yes. Also, two months ago, we didn't even have this cash in system, and already, how quickly he that we owe him something, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. I appreciate them calling in, but two months ago, this wasn't even a thing. Yeah, and this is something we worked in. Yeah, fear is a so, fear is a powerful thing. Something uh, I think that would uh, would really help this show and really help you out, Dan. Uh, maybe we sh- maybe we should plan this. We should get all the people who've done cash ins and like put them in a room. Maybe sponsor it by Cricket Wireless. Have Dan show up. Maybe he thinks it's for a photo yeah. shoot or whatever. Uh, yeah. And all the cash in people surprise him and talk about how the cash ins affected their life. You know what? And Dan can respond with like, "Oh, thanks, thanks, child." You know what? <laughs> I got a better idea. I got a better idea. Let's just stop doing the show. Hey. Maybe I'll just stop doing. If I'm not, if I'm, if I, you know, if I'm such an ego man, and you, if you guys don't want this show, that's fine. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I'll stop doing it. I mean, I guess I could find something else to do on a Wednesday night. Yeah, right. Let's I, just, you I, know yeah. what? We're gonna start. We're gonna think about. It. Maybe we'll just stop doing the show. I really want the. Uh... That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah you want to stop doing the show? Uh, so if you we're actually, what? if you're, if you're actually gonna stop doing the show. Uh... After like after the episode is done, just put in three gunshot sound effects. <laughs> 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 All right. Like, anyway, moving on from that, uh, uh, Jabroni. Uh, so, um, did I properly address that? Yeah, sure. I feel. I feel. Like I was not prepared for that. No, to you, be honest, yeah. I, 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 maybe I should have been more calculated. Maybe there's some things I said in there that I regret. No, it was great. It was great to see you open up. And 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 show up emotionally. No, okay, all right. You know, for... Stop it. I think he was operating from a place of fear. We all do. Yeah, I mean, we all do. All right. So the poet Rumi says uh, that. Uh, oh my God. There's a voice inside of all of us, and it cries out. <laughs> Time to talk about SmackDown, 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 SmackDown. Wait, whose entrance music is this? I don't recognize this song. Oh, it's time. Everybody knows it's time to talk about SmackDown. 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 Keep going. SmackDown. Do the whole song. SmackDown. SmackDown. Smack, 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 smack down. <laughs> smack, 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 smack oh, down. Let me get this part. Let me get this part. Down. You still be on Thursdays, then move to Fridays. Smack. It went back to Thursdays and then. It's it Tuesdays, 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 T
You know what it is. Smack, 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 it was Thursdays again. Smack, 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 smack. I'm gonna keep going. All right, that's enough. Wow. How much? How much time? Like, how much more could we have gone? How much longer could we have gone? That's committing to a bit. Wow. I mean, I still think that. I just needed a break from Mills getting me so worked up. I was saying things that you know. I might. Okay. So, like, if you want to, if you want to, like, call us and leave a cow cash in. That you liked that and want us to do more of it. That's the thing that could be done every episode. Okay. All right. Let's, let's just pull. like, just like instead of glorious, it's just like smack down, smack, smack, smack down, smack, smack, smack. <laughs> uh, that's exactly how it would go. Um, all right. So, yo, Kevin Owens, incredible work this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, with the Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon stuff. What do we think? Yeah, I I was I was uh, I watched that. Uh, I was cooking dinner before I came here, and I and I had it on the TV, and like my girlfriend was trying to work, and I was just reacting. Like every time Kevin Owens, when he said that he shouldn't have survived that the uh, helicopter it. wreck, I, I, was, I was out loud, just like, oh my god! Yeah, it was far. It was far. Hey. You know, it reminded me of when that when like Paige talked about Charlotte's brother. Oh yeah, but like that one made me uncomfortable. Yeah, this one was like, all right, he no one got hurt. Right. But he did get into actually a helicopter crash. It's so it's so like yeah, yeah. do it, do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but like on the other hand, you can't just attack your talent like that. He deserves that suspension. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Daniel also, Bryan like, made the right call. I the, think the yeah. thing is that like why SmackDown is all it always is the better like the it always is a better show for me is because like they do such a great job of like having like um, storylines running through the show. Made yeah. storylines. Um. You know, uh, there, things happen. More things. <laughs> okay, now, more, I, now, 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 now I understand. More outside of the ring things happen. You notice that? There's more uh, policy oh, yeah. going on. And that's like, you know, that's one of my favorite parts about wrestling is like just hearing about policy and hearing about just like, like, you know. Bureauc- bureaucracy. I'm talking about like yeah, yeah. nothing that Angle does has hit. Like Angle's very like, here's the thing, you know, like here's the match I'm going to set up and then that's it. Where there's actually like more of a semblance of like structure at. Smackdown, yeah. you know, it's like Daniel Bryan and Shane are in charge. And- yeah. If, if there's one thing that I think that all sh- all sports should try to take from professional wrestling outside of like entrance music and stuff like that is I want to see more backstage segments in sporting events. Yeah. Like I want like LeBron James to like I want like during halftime for like a Cavs game for LeBron James to like he's on camera and he's just like. I just don't know if I could sink another free throw. And the coach is like, yeah, you better, or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then he sinks a free throw in the third quarter, and you're like, oh, shit. I, I would like that. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> I might watch uh, 
I would watch Other way sports. more sports yeah. if that was the, if they just had backstage segments. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just thought like that played out like like Kevin Owens. I can't understate how great he is. Like yeah. that he, he's such he's such a natural like bad guy. Mm-hmm. He makes it look so easy that like he, he must be a jerk in real life. There's no way it comes yeah, to real easy. life. It, he must be a jerk. <laughs> okay, there we <laughs> go. He must, he must just be a jerk. It, it, because he, it, it comes so natural to him. But I love that like he pushed change so far. And then I am a sucker for the routine of like, you, oh, you wronged me, even though you're such a guy who deserved it. Yeah. The guy's like, you punched me. That's too far because you actually got violent. But like, you provoked them to a place where you deserve to get punched. I'm just a sucker for that bully shit. Yeah, yeah. The I, meek bully. And I loved the, like, I'm going to sue SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, just the way they played out where at the end of the episode, it's like, no, Vince is coming next week. Right. Yeah. It's like, it entices you. Raw just never, do, never does that. When, like, something that's so simple and so effective, like, I feel like it, like, uh, WWE is getting a lot better about this lately, but, like, just announcing matches beforehand, tell me why to watch the show. Right. Like, other than to see, you know, my hero, Randy Orton. But, like... Well, next week, you know, it's like, I already know SmackDown is in Vegas. Yeah. I know that, like, there's, like, three title shots. Yeah. Vince is going to be there. Like, I'm going to be, like, excited going to that episode. I feel like I rarely think that on Raw. The yeah. only thing I ever know ahead of time on Raw is that Brock's going to be there or not. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. It's like, yeah, like, there's never... They very rarely give you, like, a reason to watch other than it's Monday Night Raw. Right. Well, like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, Brock's going to show up is what you hear. Like, I feel like the cage match between Braun Strowman and Big Show was announced, like, a couple of days beforehand. But, like, you know, like, SmackDown... I didn't, I didn't hear, though. I don't know why I, I think it was that. just I think it was just, like, on WWE.com yeah. or something like that. But um, SmackDown is so good at, like, on yesterday's SmackDown, they said, here's what we're going to see on next week's SmackDown. Yeah, they, they plug next week. There's more, like, forethought. Which yeah. is the thing that I and want like, for and like last the most. Week, and, like, like, last week on SmackDown, yeah. they were like, Nakamura and Orton, is you're going to yeah. see this week. Like, right. you know. I, 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 I love that. I know. it, And, like, I don't think they should shy away from it because even if it doesn't happen, you just go, like, hey, he's hurt or something. Or, right. like, just be like, oh, we had a yeah. scheduling change. Like, he they got do it in scared because real... Randy Orton's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I thought that uh, I, I think that played out really well. Daniel Bryan, I thought like killed. That was like the best acting I saw him do. I think yeah. acting. Uh, oh, the best. He he showed up. He showed up. <laughs> well, he's not uh, a camera. So, yeah, the, be- yeah, 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 the best. Um, the best job I thought he did. Yeah. Uh, God, you're exhausting. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I what do you guys like... think of the Ziggler segment? You know, I didn't actually. I didn't actually get to that. I was the Ziggler segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. He's basically he's tired of. He's tired of like wrestlers having too much polish on their presentation and he wants to like go back to basics. And I thought that like he really nailed it where it's like you do all of this stuff that impresses you that anybody could do. I'm the only guy that could like wow you in the ring. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he does have an amateur wrestling background and stuff like that. So it's like it's sort of yeah. just back to basics of like, oh no, I'm very good at my job. Yeah, my my one thing with this was like I would have liked this if he it he did a squash match first and then did it. Like, I, I would yeah. think it would have been cool, or, like, if he, like, super kicked, like, you know, he wrestled someone, gave him a super kick, and then pinned him, and was and then, like, got, like, no response, and then it was, like, in response to that. Yeah, he you comes out I mean? to, like, no entrance this music. This was, like, kind of, like, three weeks in the making was the only thing that, like, they didn't give him any, any in-ring time. Yeah. I think you want to show how good he is in the ring just to remind people that. When he's, he's basically, like, he's sort of, he's done all tell, no show. He's done all telling you about right. what, what he's going to do, but very little. Well, we showing. know he can show it. Just let him show it. 
Yeah, and I agree. Like you know, put him, put him in the ring with like I don't know, like some jobber like Nakamura or whatever, and just have him super kick him right out of WWE. And uh, yeah. okay, uh, all right, Nakamura title shot against. Uh, 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 Jinder Mahal, who I constantly forget is the champion, uh, because they he doesn't get much airtime. <laughs> but he, uh, I love that he's always in the skybox. I love he has his own skybox. Yeah, I think that's cool. He's the modern day Maharaja. He's yeah, got a lot of money. He, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. they don't acknowledge if he that he does. They don't acknowledge his financial status. At this point, they're just like you have the belt. <laughs> <you're rich." laughs> yeah, yeah. He wears nice suits. He can afford two guys to follow him around. Right, right, right. He can I, love that, I love that the Singh brothers are on his payroll. Like I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I mean, they don't wrestle. Real? WWE's yeah. not paying them. Right. Yeah, it's like Kevin Owens was the Universal Champion. He still like had Cheetos on his shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's the Universal Champion. You make yeah, like yeah. that's like that's like you know you make like middle class money for that. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a, I love that. And he's like he's the U.S. Champion. And I'm gonna break it to you. The U.S. isn't doing so well right now. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, you know, uh, that's just undeniable. Even if you want to think of it just in terms of weather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The the. Uh, yeah. So uh, Shinsuke has the title shot. I mean, that first match I didn't like that much. So I'm not excited for this. Um, I'm like maybe the only hope for that match is if they turn it into a, like a triple threat with with the three of them. I think that's something I might want to watch more than another Nakamura. Jinder match. Unless, like, let Jinder just beat him clean. I think, like, I don't know. I mean, Jinder needs a clean win if they're going to keep having him the belt. I keep saying it every week. He's a ma- he's massive. A guy that big can win matches and other guys who are good will recover. Right. Well, that's why I could see them kind of giving him the opportunities that they've given him is he looks scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he looks so scary. So why can't it, like, be like, I trained this hard, I got this jacked, and now I'm super good. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Seems like you can't respond to that because it might um anyway. might ruin my worldview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. uh, well, yeah, and like you know, to to go back to a point that you were saying, you said that like every wrestler can have an artistic pursuit, right? Right. Yeah. Nakamura is the artist, so yeah, you're. I guess you're right there. His mm-hmm. uh, artistic pursuit is that he's an artist, right? Um, I hate they call him the artist so much. I, well, that's the one thing I love about it. Um, I, 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 I actually wasn't critical of it. Like something happened this week when they said it. I was like, oh, I don't know. But I also don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do with him because he got like not a lot of pop this week. Yeah, he came out. It, t- it felt pretty silent to me. Did you feel that or no? I mean, I think that like, you know, uh, I think that anybody's gonna be silent if like they're standing if like. The, the audience is going to be silent to any wrestler who's standing across the ring from Randy Orton, you know? Okay. But did did you hear any... Did you hear... His music hit, and it didn't feel that... Like, the audience didn't sing along. Well, I was watching it on my phone with headphones, which actually you can hear it better that yeah, way because yeah. it's yeah. in, like, a silent room. But normally that's not how I watch, so I was like, oh, maybe it's the audio. But, like, it felt, like, dead for a Shane's gay. I think that's going to happen more and more if they just keep him as, like... It's he just is a guy you're supposed to like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I said this uh, like a few, maybe a couple months ago, but like, oh no, it was when I uh, I begrudgingly took over this podcast. I had mentioned you were operating from a place of fear. You want to apologize for that? I was operating. Well, I like I said, I you know I I appreciate you. Should have known better, dude. I I should have known better, you know. But life is about mistakes and learning from them, and uh, and right now. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, Shinsuke Nakamura's gimmick is that he is a wrestler who is over. 
and it's yes. not much more. Past that's, that you said that. Yeah, his gimmick right. is that he's popular. I mean, his gimmick his, is his, that. Uh, I mean, his uh, the way that he carries himself is that he's popular. Right. You can't do the thing where you're just like, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. It works for a long time. But it's like we need a. Li- there's got to be a little more meat on the like, bones. Like he's not cut a good promo. Well, right. like, and he probably needs a valet or something. Like, well, it's like just the reality. And like, I get it. Shinsuke Nakamura. He's been wrestling for what? Three, four months. Don't be so. Don't be so cocky. Tops. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you really need. I, we got to talk after the show. We got to broaden your your worldviews. Anyway, we got to get out of here. We're getting literally kicked, booted out of the studio by Zig. Um, we got one more. Just because I, we got another cash in that if I don't play it, then I'm gonna fall to. Uh, to Jerk Mills, who put himself over and it worked. I got too worked up. Yeah, I got worked by got Mills. Worked. I got worked by this guy, and um, um. I want to just tell everyone that, like, thank you for listening to this show. I mean, I really, I hope that you don't feel like a statistic. I mean, some of you guys message me on uh, Facebook. I try to respond. We, you know, I think that uh, I'm pretty accessible in a way that I see this as a, com- a community, right? Yeah. I mean, Zig, how do you feel? Do you feel like this is communal? Or you feel oh, like- for sure. Yeah, I get hit up all the time. I don't even watch wrestling, so like. Yeah, like the people reach out to me. Like it's the show where of all the shows that I produce, it's the one where it actually feels like a community. That's right. The rest yeah, like, uh, into the void. Just people just speaking to themselves. This is where you have a voice. How many other wrestling podcasts do you have a voice on? I listen to a bunch of them. None of them. The answer is none of them. There's none of them where your voice is on the show. And um, you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, <sighs> this is exhausting. You know. It's exhausting. Anyway, I'm going to play another cash in just so I don't get any crap for it. This is your boy, Nick Tula. 948 <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Terrible fucking Tula. <laughs> Watching Bray Wyatt do the same good. We fucking cover this. shit week after week. Spew some stupid ass goth evil devil demon fucking shit i'm just done get him out of here there's no no room for bray wyatt anymore there isn't it's simple it's an easy solution just go to japan where people can't understand what you're saying and it's kind of cool because your gear kind of matches what a japanese fat dude would wear on the streets of tokyo and just do weird things because right now it doesn't even fucking work and the bad part about all of it is that Finn Balor is stuck because he's the only relatable person because he turns into a fucking demon <laughs> when Vince decides for him to turn into a demon works appropriately. One minute, rise, reclaim, resist. Fuck Dan Black. Fuck Sig. Whoa. And especially, fuck Alex Demon. Terrible. Wow, dodged the bullet there. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I played this. I, got, I, got I fucking one downloaded word. this. Wow. I got one. I, got, I have one word. Uh, it starts with an F, ends with an R. It's a fear-based lifestyle. It's fear-based, man. Nick, let go of that fear. I mean, am I, 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 got, like, I, I feel like, like a bad guy. I'm walking out of here like <laughs> I, mean, I got a fuck damn black. I what do noticed, I do wrong? I just noticed that did they both have the same ending? The both sign off. Yeah, I noticed this on the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page. Join our Facebook page uh, yeah. so you could be another statistic. Uh, but I, 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 they do. They're saying something about record. First off, I mean, I think it's Rise, Record, Resist. Yeah. But Tulo couldn't even say it right. I mean, this is the guy who, like, three weeks ago was cashing in about the power of positivity. Yeah. The most negative thing I ever heard. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, Nick Tulo, you sound like a sane guy. You sound like a, sa- you sound like a sane good dude. Don't, I mean, you definitely don't don't sa- didn't sound drunk there. Did not sound like uh, your life is falling apart. I love that you first. I was like, yo, nine thirty eight Saturday. Like that's a requirement. Yeah, <laughs> like a ca- captain's log. I mean, dude, Tulo. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm sorry if I ever wronged you, man. Yeah, there. Um, there are there are a number of uh, agencies you can reach out to if you're feeling one of them's depressed. the nation. One of them's the nation of Marca Nation. Okay, all right. Look, anyway, you guys wonder why I don't play your cash-ins? <laughs> I mean, Christ, Lucas Brothers come in two weeks later. We're still talking about how short their Netflix special yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's a they got a Netflix special, guys. Yeah. Let's show some respect. That's accomplishments. Hey, how short is the Netflix special? I don't know. It's half an hour, I think. That's pretty I, I short. Think it's like... Or an hour, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're aware of Netflix specials? Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've uh, okay, so a few WWE films were on them, so like I've I've dabbled. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, hey, listen, uh, thanks for listening to this show. I'm sorry if you guys hate me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened here. I mean, God, hey. How about next week, somebody who likes the show cash in? <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to hear a cash in from, uh, from like, I don't know, Aaron Fennerty, somebody who, like. Right. She she does a lot of promos for us. Like, she never, does a lot of work every week. And never no, cashes she's in. She's great. She's great. And uh, 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 remember, cash in on the show. Uh, look, I'm not going to censor you. You got to say what you got to say. But, hey, I encourage more positive voices to be heard if you have a positive voice. Uh, you can cash in. Remember, the number, leave a voicemail on 316-530-2429. That's 316 316- <laughs> Five three zero two four two nine. Hey everybody! Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a, oh no! Not so, not so easy, is it? And if you want to do a cash in that's just you singing the Nakamura theme SmackDown parody that we did, they'll play it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to sing your intros to Raw and SmackDown <laughs> over a song, uh, you know, we're open to it. Hey, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. <laughs> this has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 